This is episode 16 of a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons, read reviews. Oh my gosh. That only have a period in them? Like this review, but no. only reviews. We're not playing D&D today, so if you're here to listen to D&D, you're going to have to look elsewhere. Sorry. Yep. We're actually going to take this episode to just read the period reviews. This is the reviews podcast. We review reviews. I give this five-star review a four-star. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and And welcome. welcome... To Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure for everyone. Except if you're 17. I'm your Dungeon Master. My name is Paul. I'm your friend. I'm your Dungeon Master. And uh, I'm joined today by some friends of mine. Four friends and Ezra. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> I'm your Dungeon Master. I'm Jeffrey. And I'm Jeffrey. joined today <laughs> by... <laughs> oh my gosh, we're not doing this again. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. <laughs> That's the most serious one he's done. Uh, okay. I'm Felicia, and I play Mogert Stonefire. Mogert? I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. Uh, I'm Ezra, and I play Claren Dree, that one guy. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. <laughs> I'm Zach, and I play John. I mean, Chris. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. I'm Sam, and I play Torgan. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. Okay, he's Jeffrey, and he plays Kjork. And we are going to play Dungeons & Dragons. But first, we have a couple things to take care of. First, if you love our show and want to help us and support us. First announcement, the Orange Dracon Kelly is real. The Orange Dracon Kelly is not real. If you want to support us, you should go to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and do so. Got some really cool rewards over there, like Monomy Unwrapped, early release episodes, et cetera, et cetera. Really cool Discord. You should definitely get in on that. We have a blast on there. And exclusive episodes featuring the Orange Dracon Kelly. Yeah. None of that. But we do uh, give shout-outs to our cool patrons who support us as a, a show of our appreciation. And today we're going to give a shout-out to one of our patrons by the name of Garamel. Garamel! Yeah, shout out. Garamel. Kill them Smurfs! Not Caramel, Garamel. Kill them! Thank you so much for your support, uh, for being a patron. And if you'd like to get your own shout out, all you got to do is become a patron at patreon.com. Another way you can get a shout out, we will read a five-star review that you leave us. Uh, just like this one I have right here from Just Mosley. Just Mosley left us this review all the way from over in the United Kingdom. Whoa. This is an older review. It's one of those that uh, got lost in the mix again. It's entitled A Tale of Laughter, Sorrow, and of course, Make Believe. Five stars. I'm going to start by saying that I've never played D&D, but have always wanted to. This began my search for a podcast to fill that void. With MBH, it has opened my eyes to this fantastical world and its characters within. This group of friends have ignited my desire to play even more. I'm 31 episodes into season one and can't wait to see how this story ends. I wonder how he felt about how that story ended in season one. (laughs) Yikes. You're a monster. 
I constantly recommend this podcast to friends who are like myself, and I hope that they join by listening, as I hope you will as well. I felt that it started a little slow, but soon picked up, and the adventure really started. It's been a mixture of emotions while listening, from intense concentration, hoping that they roll well all the way through, to belly laughing due to the result and the crazy ideas the players come up with. Thank you, Just Mosley, for that cool review. Hope that uh, you stuck around all the way through season four now. Wow. Crazy to think we're already in season four. And uh, because we told you we would. I thought we were in season five. You just wait till season 20. We are going to now let Jeffrey improvise another blank review that received entitled period with uh, the body just has one single period from Wolf's 3457. Oh, man. Wolf's 3457. Mm -hmm. Wolf's 3457. This review was written by Wolfs3457. It says, This is such an amazing podcast, and the best part about it is the boat called Wolfsbane, which flies through the desert. (laughs) And actually, it would be the best if Lorkdit wasn't the one that made it fly. But other than that, it's the best. And, (laughs) yeah. You should listen to it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Perfect. Okay. Feliz Hope that Navidad. you enjoyed that, Wolf's 3457, and thank you for the kind words. <laughs> yes, thank you for the kind <laughs> words. <laughs> Let's roll a giant blue D20. Very middle of the road. It's, it's an 11. 11. Eleven. Let's uh, let's talk about what happened last time on Dragon Ball Z. Make believe heroes. Last time, our party was trapped in the cellar beneath the Hog Trough Inn, facing off against the Falcon and his cronies. A group of ten more villains had rushed in to support him, along with the two uh, that were already there by his side. But our group soon found that um, this Falcon was pretty serious business. Claren was taken aback by how strong he was, and the Falcon tried his best to convince his estranged son to join him, to stick around, to come and see what all he could accomplish. But the rest of the party, intent to rescue Torgan's friend Boppin, tried to flee the scene. And before you know it, everyone had to run away, run away, run away, run away. After taking out quite a few, and as they ran toward the exit, Chris, in a moment of desperation, fired a large fireball back toward the hallway where the Falcon and his supporters still remained. As they escaped and the building caught flame, they exited out onto the street and made their way back to Boppin's shack, where they took a moment's rest, prepared, and then set out on the mine carts deep within the mining tunnels into the Icefall Mountains toward the far, far north, finally ready to begin their mission proper. Finally. You guys are careening through these uh, these minecart shafts. I mean, you are moving really, really quickly. Uh, it's kind of breathtaking. Uh, Cure, you laid back and started to nod off, but the moment this thing takes off, it, it wakes you up. Like, it's... The wind is blowing through your face. It's very dark. You just see occasionally these glowing stones going past them. 
you guys are going mostly downhill at first and then you go uphill for a bit and it slows down some, but before it slows down much, you're going downhill again and then you're kind of on the side. I mean, it's a roller coaster. Um, Torgan, you've done this a number of times and so you've, you're not too freaked out by it, but at the same time, it's still pretty exhilarating. You know what I mean? It's not the sort of travel that most people ever experience, much less more than once. Um, so as this is going on, is anyone reacting in any way or doing anything at all? Kjorg is freaking out. Kjorg is freaking out? Yeah. Okay. How's he freak out? Get this thing going any faster! <laughs> Kjorg, you know that it's going as fast as it can. Just crank it. <laughs> crank it. There is a crank. Pull the lever! I'm gonna crank it. You grab the lever and start cranking it? Yeah. You go You go a little faster. Uh-oh. Alright, let's see what I can do. Go for it. And Mogert's gonna grab it and okay. try to go faster than Kjord. Breaks off. <laughs> oh no! Um, <laughs> uh, I'm too I, I mean, give me a roll, I guess. Give me a strength roll. Natural 20. Oh boy. Are yeah, you she she broke 20. the lever. She Lever's coming off. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you, you start cranking the lever, and Kjorg, uh, you are feeling pretty rough. In fact, I would go as far as to say that you feel exhausted. I am exhausted. Like, really? Like, uh, take one point of exhaustion. All right. It's, it's kind of, now that you're sitting down for the first time all day, you, you kind of settled in, and you've, like, come back with this weight. You are exhausted, and you realize, you know, you, you had your manifestation of Paylor's power earlier today, like a long time ago, and how tired you are after that. You've been through it, you fought um, Nero, you did all these things, and then everything that happened down there underneath the end, you are exhausted. And Mogret gets over here and busts a flex, and she is, she is, y'all are separating from the cart. Uh, or no, actually, y'all are behind them, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Torgan's in front. Oh, no. Torgan, they are coming up on you pretty hot. You better move, Torgan! Wait, who's in which cart? I thought it was just two carts. It's two carts. It's two carts. It's me, you, and Chris in one, and then Felicia and our Kjorg and Mogert in the other one. Yes, and Kjorg and Mogert are behind you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gaining on you. Torgan was, like, kind of settling down, you know. He's done this before. He knows it's a few minutes, so it's, like, a few minutes rest before they have to get out. And then he, he hears them coming up. He turns around, and he's like, Ah, idiots. He grabs the crank and tries to uh, <laughs> avoid a collision. Okay, uh, give me a roll, just a just a strength roll. <laughs> it's a natural one. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> That's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Okay, so you you nice. do manage to keep her from ramming you. Okay, uh, but she gets right up on you. You know, if you hadn't had a lead on her, you guys would have at least bumped. Torgan's gonna say, "The crank is for the slow part." <laughs> <laughs> this good. cart is built for speed. No, it's not. <laughs> We're going to get derailed. You guys keep going for a while. It's going well, keeping your speed going. You do hit some of those places where it slows down, and you crank a little bit to keep it going. And It's a it's a good long journey. It's going to take you at least an hour, um, even on the mine carts. 
at the speed that you're going to get to where you're going to need to go. Because there are times where, you, where it goes quite slowly as you're going up hills and things. The time passes, you mostly get to rest. Um, you know, I mean, you're having to crank the, the thing sometimes, but you eventually do get used to just riding through here. You don't see anyone or anything. It's quiet through here except for the sound of the mine carts on the rails. Finally, you see there for a while, the lights were kind of further and farther between, which you can all, I think, see uh, in the dark. You've got dark vision, all of you. Yep, yep, yep. So it's not too hindering, but there does come a point where finally you start to see the lights becoming more frequent and Torgan, you know that this is a sign you're reaching near the end of this, this rail, the end of the line. We're getting close. Get ready. Ready for what? <laughs> I don't know, Paul. Ready for what? <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing bad's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna like uh, Boppin told you guys it would come. To a, it would come to a slow stop. Okay. Like basically the carts, not the carts, but the uh, the rails have been designed where basically they the consistency, the texture of them changes to slow you down. Like kind of like those speed bumps that you have the little brrr right before you get to a red light, but it actually slows the carts as the time you get there. You guys finally, you slowly roll into a stop. Mogert and Kjorg's cart does kind of bump yours from behind because of the weight that they have. I mean, Kjorg alone weighs quite a bit, and I'd say Mogert's pretty solid for a dwarf lady. She is. So they uh, they bump into you, and you guys have stopped, and there is light here, this sort of uh, glow of these stones that are used to light these uh, mine shafts. There are a number of carts, not like mine carts, but like, you know, like wheelbarrows and, and, and push carts around that have various stones and different things in them. Not like full, but just some. And, you know, this is obviously a workplace uh, where mining is, is going on. And you see different paths leading to the left and the right down smaller tunnels and stuff. But the way ahead, you know, Torgan, is to the, uh, to the mining outpost. So you guys get out? Yep. We get out. I pull myself up and get out. Get out. You're a little, little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cramped, you know. Need to kind of stretch, stretch your arms, stretch your back and your legs, etc. Now, does Torgan remember this as like being like civilized and safe? Or is this like kind of entering the wasteland? So where you're at right now, Torgan, you know that you guys are about to go into an underground mining outpost. It's not like a town, but it's like a, you know, like a little outpost. You know, there's okay places for people to where people would just kind of hang out or rest, you know, on breaks and stuff, and also where business goes on and a lot of like sending and receiving takes place here. That's going back and forth between Dimmerhold. So you're going to go through all of that before you actually come out of the mountain. And when you come out of the mountain. It is a pretty much this time of year. I mean, you're talking about a, like, what is it, two weeks? I think, is it two weeks? It's two weeks. Two weeks before the winter solstice. You're going to be heading into some treacherously cold weather. Uh, in fact, before you guys actually were to go outside, like you'd want to kind of have a talk with them and basically explain to them, like, like when you guys first go out, they're going to want to cover their mouths as much as they can and their nose with some kind of a cloth. Because it's going to be cold enough out here this far north that it will literally like freeze the spit on their lips and and stuff like that until they can at least acclimate to it some, especially this time of year. Like, you know, the sort of storms that you guys were facing out there outside of Dimmerhold that were unnatural, 
it's naturally going to be more windy and snowy in places up here at certain points. So at any moment, you might run into a winter storm. But also, Torgan, I mean, you being a ranger and, and knowing all these things and also knowing it's like, you know, one thirty in the morning. Right. You guys are probably going to, you know, you might go out to the exit and just see it and kind of show them what you're talking about. But you guys are probably going to want to camp inside tonight. Take the shelter while you got it. So you guys exit the carts, and here you are in this little mining tunnel. Kjorg rolls out of the cart and lays on the ground and falls asleep. <laughs> Come on, Kjorg. He doesn't we- say anything to anybody. He just <laughs> passes out from exhaustion. Is he dead? Mogert, you walk over to him? Yes. Mogert walks over and, like, touches him with the hilt of her sword, or sword, her warhammer. Uh-huh. Kind of pokes him in the ribs. Uh-huh. Oh, he's out. <laughs> and she's going to, like, attempt to pull him over to wherever we're camping. You're going to, like, you want to, like, pull him up on your shoulders, like his arms over your shoulders? Yep. Like a backpack? Yep. Over your shell? Yep. There, There's a bunk room. I mean, you, you're strong enough. Gertie, strong enough please help me. You can, I mean, you're you're strong enough that you can you can handle it. Awesome. That's you hilarious. Got a, you got a 19 strength. The Come picture on. in my head right now of that is, is, is hilarious. Come on, Kyorgi. His legs are dragging the ground behind you because he's, he's significantly on. taller than you. That's great. Kyorgi. But, but oh. you can carry him. Whew. It's a big fella. There's a bunk room up ahead. I guess I don't really care. You guys can lay down on the floor if you want to, but I'm headed to a bunk. So you lead the way forward, Torgan? Yeah. Chris, you following along? I follow. You're going to follow along. You all follow Torgan, of course. <laughs> Kjorg does so unconsciously while hanging off of Mogert's turtle shell back or whatever. It's, it's quite a picture. Uh, I'd love to see an image of that. Amazing. You know, it's not too far. It's a little bit of a walk. You know, you're probably going to walk about 15 or so minutes. Oh, my you, gosh. Before you get to, I mean, you know, it's a, it's an outpost. Before you get to where it opens up, there are a lot of side tunnels. Do you want me to carry you, Claren? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll carry you. I'll be okay. Yeah, with this, what, like eight strength or something like that? You got an eight strength? Me? Yeah. No, it's like a 15. It's a 10. Okay. No, it's like a 17 or 18, I'm pretty sure. You def- you definitely couldn't carry them. <laughs> uh, you weigh like 25 pounds or something, man. <laughs> anyway, you all come to the uh, the outpost, and just like Boppin said it would be, it's it's closed. There's, there's no one around. I mean, you guys can pass through, but there's no one around. You don't see a soul. It's quiet in here. There are a lot of those carts, you know, the the wheelbarrows and things. There are big signs up for places of like sending, receiving, whatever. Most of it's in dwarvish and or common. There's like a big office area off to one side uh, toward the, I guess, like the northern end of this big open outpost cavern. Uh, And on the eastern side of the room, there is like a bunker. Sort of. It's. I mean, it's funny saying bunker. You're literally inside this mountain, but you know it's a structure, and um, there is a sign over top of it that's just like a symbol, kind of like a hieroglyph or something in the shape of what looks like a bed. And Torgan knows this to be the the cots. You know, the the bunker place to go bunk down, and you can make your way over there if you want to, Torgan. Torgan goes over there. He looks for a coffee pot. Uh, there isn't anything inside the bunker, but you also know where there's like a little kitchen area just right next to it. Like on one side, there's like bathrooms basically, which are essentially just holes drilled into the into the mountain. And then there is a, uh, you know, kitchen type area. And you can find 
a little spot to do fire and make some coffee or there's also like some rations stored in there that that's always kept here food you know Torgan will put his pack down on a cot and uh mm-hmm. make a pot of coffee before bed Mogert will pull Kjorg over near the fire mm-hmm. and just kind of like lay him down and you know kind of make him as comfortable as she can, like just move his arms <laughs> next to his body. In the like in the kitchen area with yeah, the fire. Yeah, just like lay him and yeah. put it and then she's like, no, and she puts his arm over his chest and okay. then she's like, no, and puts him back next to him. <laughs> okay. Uh what are what do uh Chris what do Chris and Claren do? I sleep. So you go into the bunker and find you a bunk? Yes. Top or bottom? Top. Okay, hop on the top bunk. Again, there's no one here. Claren would go to the one and get on the bottom bunk. Like underneath. Stop following me. Yep, just because <laughs> he, he wants to creep him out. But and be like, and if there would not be any more crazy things happen, I'd like to go to sleep now. Good night. Why did you say that? He's you cursed this. it now. Now I have to do something crazy. Oh, my Roll goodness. Roll a perception check. Like, I wasn't going to do anything, but now I have to. It's the law. <laughs> That's like saying, like, uh, at least it couldn't be any worse. Couldn't be any worse. It couldn't get any worse. And then it gets worse. Mogert will just chill out next to the fire, like, rest kind of like Kjorg is. Okay. Just over there, because, I mean, somebody's got to watch while everybody's resting. So you don't, you're not going to sleep. You're just, you're going to watch for a bit? For a bit, For yeah. now, I mean, yeah. I mean, like all I'm gonna night. Watch. Uh, Torgan, you're in there. You're cooking up your coffee. You see Mogert drag Kjorg in, prop him up, uh, and then she kind of squats down there nearby him by the fire. Keeping watch tonight? Yeah. Since Kjorg is not awake, we need somebody that has a lot of HP. <laughs> 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 no, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, that fight with Roberto really woke me up. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I guess I'll be turning in. All right. Rest up. All right. So you go to a bunk? Yep. You see these other two in there both asleep? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You all uh, turn in for sleep. Mogert, you're staying up. Are you going to – is your plan to, like, wake someone else up for a, for a watch later? Yeah, but she's just kind of – I mean, she's feeling pretty good for mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much if anybody wakes up, she might take a rest in. She's just sitting there kind of thinking about just what happened today and Claren's dad and just everything that had happened and mm-hmm. just Gertie and I don't know. She feels more confident, definitely. So you're watching, just kind of thinking, meditating, whatever, just resting. I mean, you are resting. You're not asleep, but you're... You're resting, settling in for what would would eventually become a long rest. An hour passes. A second hour passes. Won't you give me a perception check since you're watching? What was, was on that twenty again? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. So you are getting sleepy. The darkness dies. It's like three a.m. It's after three a.m. You're getting sleepy, and you're kind of thinking about, you know, you need to get some sleep. You don't know what you guys are going to be doing in the morning, but you do need to get some sleep and maybe thinking about getting up and going and getting someone else to take a short watch, you know, so you can rest and then, mm-hmm. you know, take. Uh, you kind of, maybe you kind of stir, look around, go to like get up. And when you do, you uh, 
you're like leaning over and when you do your arm your hand like grazes up against Kjorg's arm and when it does it's wet Kjorg's arm is wet yeah you pull your hand back and it and also like very hot super uh, hot she gets down Paul she gets down like on her knees and she's you know she doesn't really know medicine I mean she's seen her mom take care of you know different injuries sure. and yeah, stuff for but sure. like um, she like leans down and listens to see if he's breathing and he's breathing um, she puts her hand on his uh, forehead and it's wet with in a sweat weird pattern I mean his head is his his skin is drenched with sweat and now that you're looking at him he he is breathing very rapidly like 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 he's been running. You put your hand near his head, and he is hot, like feverish. Like good big looking, time. baby. Extremely hot um, to the touch. Looking good. Looking <laughs> good. Looking How close good. did you put him to the fire? <laughs> How close did you put him? He's in the fire. <laughs> I fire. thought it was okay. Oh, oh no. <laughs> he's burning to death. Oh, no. <laughs> Leave him. made of gas. Uh, Mogert is kind of freaking out now. Georgi, mm-hmm. uh, and she kind of, like slaps his face to see if he's you know uh-huh. coming awake at all yeah <laughs> you're you you uh you awake to this this uh feeling mogert is shaking you saying your name you feel awful your whole body it's like your arms are heavy as lead you can feel that you're drenched in sweat and you're hot with a fever like you feel terrible and when she's talking it's like your head is pounding you can feel your heart thumping in your ears, and it's like a piercing, ringing sound in your ears every time she speaks. Kjorgi! Kjorgi! Uh, what? Uh, stop screaming! I'm not, I'm not screaming! Stop screaming! You're soaking wet, you're sweating, like you have a fever! Roll me a constitution save, Kjorg. Okay, that is a 19 plus whatever. Okay, you feel vomit rise up in your throat. Oh, don't you Like your mouth fills with that spit, like pre-vomit spit. Oh, but gosh. Ew. You like take, you manage, you take a deep breath and you, you hold it back, but you feel like you, you feel like you're going to be sick. Um, Mogert would get one of those potions of healing out. She don't really know what to do. <laughs> I need orange juice. Uh, I don't, we don't have any on our stop, stop screaming. There's, there's a pantry. Screaming. There's a pantry she, over there. You don't know what's in She lays him down and goes into the kitchen and okay. looks for whatever. Okay, you start digging around. I mean, there's no, there's not like a fridge with orange juice, obviously. There's not. But you can look around and you can see what you find. Go, roll me an investigation check, see what you find. So that's a 10. Okay, find so, maybe. I mean, you find basic rations, you know, looks like, like cram, you know, it's like. The stuff people eat just to stay alive, you know, not good flavor stuff like granola bars. Uh, you find you do find some water st- stored in like in bottles, pots, not like not like you know like yeah, yeah. Aquafina. Like, Aquafina. Know, okay, um, so she gets the waters and a little food and mm-hmm. runs over. And okay, so here's some water. Drink it right now. Drink it. And I drink, like try to drink the water. So she's gonna put her hand like around, like behind his head, mm-hmm. and like lean him up, and she's just fine. And she grabs the water and starts like pouring it into his mouth. Okay, you you drink the water and like it, it's 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 so good, like you need this water. The water is delicious, and you you Amazing like water. you're chugging it. It's so good. 
and then uh, like once all the water goes down your throat and you uh, you notice you are starving starving you are starving do I smell any meat you don't you're just you just suddenly like you oh. feel like you haven't eaten in a week oh I'm very hungry did you find any food yeah she grabs a little food and the little rations thing. I grab it out of her hand as soon as I she like even starts to read here's okay. this that's all I found you eat it? Yes. It's, oh, it's awful. It's disgusting. You try to chew it up. It's dry. It's hard. It's it's just like breadcrumbs, like hard, rough granola. You just like you gag on it. <laughs> you like clawing it out of your mouth. Yeah, I start Don't. spitting it out. Cure. Listen. Don't you have anything else? Don't you have dinner jerky or beef jerky? Don't you have beef jerky? You're the one with beef jerky. No, you no, did have jerky. No, it was not me, it was you. I'm yeah. the one with beef jerky. <laughs> I think it was deer jerky. I don't Whatever know what it, was, it was, you had some jerky in your pack. You did. Where is it? Start digging through his pack? Yeah. She grabs your pack, she starts looking through, and you find a little, like a little uh, cloth thing wrapped up with some jerky inside of it. Here. And she just puts it in his mouth. <laughs> you eat it? Yeah. There. Now don't spit this out. It is. Incredible. Well, this is it. Where'd you get this beef jerky? It's incredible. You brought it. <laughs> it's crazy. This is the best. This is the best beef jerky I've ever had. Well, here's another your, piece. Your Keep heart, eating it. Your heart is beating so fast in your chest. I almost bite her hand off when she reaches the next piece. I'm realizing what I missed. I need you to roll me a Constitution saving throw. That is a 17. Plus. Like a five, maybe. Yep, it's plus five. So that's a twenty-two. That's not good enough. Ooh, Jeez. that's unfortunate. <laughs> your heart starts beating so fast in your chest, and your breathing just like speeds up, and uh, you start itching. Your skin is like itching all over your body. What did you? Oh, I'm having an allergic reaction to that beef jerky. You literally brought. The beef jerky. You look up at her, and Mogert, his eyes are yellow. She's going to be a little freaked out and, and kind of lean back. Beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> Mogert jerky. You are losing control. You are scratching your skin all over your body. It's itching, like, all at once. Everything all at once is itching you to death. Like I just drank two pre-workouts. You go to say something, and it comes out more like a snarl. Is he, like, actually scratching and hurting himself? Not, like, hurting himself, but, like, scratching. Beef jerky. He pushes you off away from him. Kjorg, stop. Kjorg, you, you get up on all fours. Kjorg, you... His neck cranes back, and you see his bright yellow eyes, and his teeth have turned sharp. Does he make any noises when all this is happening? Oh, yeah, he's growling and snarling. You're not even in the same building. Not? No. No, we're in They're the, the kitchen. The rest of you are all over in the other building. So, Mogert's gonna grab Turtle Rock, and she like puts her hand out uh-huh. at him, and she grabs her hammer. Kjorg, mm-hmm. you don't want to do this. I'm your friend. Kjorg, color is your fur. Yeah. Ooh. Exact opposite of Nero. Okay, so he was mostly white with these gray, with like a blackish gray stripe in different places. I think. Yeah. 
So yours is like that dark with the white stripe in places? Yes. Like around the collar? Black. And around the eyes? Black with white around the eyes and a little bit of white around the collar. Fur, almost like a wave, just goes across his skin. And you hear, like, bones popping and his body just, like, contorting as he rears back and transforms right in front of you and the thing he looks the most like to you, Mogert, is he looks like Nero did there inside the uh, the den. Kjorg? <laughs> Kjorg, you... Kjorg lets out a deep growl and then a long howl. Do we hear that? Do we hear the Can howl? Can we hear that? You do hear the howl. Okay. And then he lunges towards you, Mogert. All right. But, I mean, just moments before he reaches you. You know, you got the, the hammer in your hand and everything. Kjorg, it's like he hits a brick wall. Stops. Falls. Unconscious. Sleepy time. He's still covered in the fur. She's... Deformed. And the three of you all heard what just went on, the howling, that is. You all heard a, a loud howl reverberate across this cavern you're in. Yeah. Does that wake you all up? So I wake up and I go, huh, what was that? As I wake up, I just go, oh, and I oh, hop no. out of bed and start <laughs> running towards the sound. <laughs> oh, no. What's Torgan do? Torgan uh, picks up a hand axe and walks out. <laughs> so Mogert kind of is just standing there like, like in her pose with her hammer and she's kind of had her hand out like stop Kjorg you know Mm -hmm. and so when he falls she's gonna go over to him Mm -hmm. he seems completely like you like poke him or anything or nudge him him. yeah like nudge him at the bottom of my my, uh, he doesn't react he is a bipedal wolf creature black fur white around his eyes and kind of around a little bit of his snout and then on his chest but he is still wearing his clothes. They're a little bit torn in places. Sweet. But he's still got that same royal blue sleeveless shirt on with the, the symbol of Palor on his chest. And as you kind of walk up and poke him, you notice something specifically. You notice that that symbol of Palor on his shirt seems to be glowing. Ah, oh, boy. So, Mogert will put her hammer on her back. Yeah. And she bends down like and grabs his face. Okay. I'm snoring, but the snore is kind of like a growl. He's growl snoring. Snoring. What's wrong with you? That's when the three of you run in. Before, like, before we go in, like, we're like, guys, on three, charge. Got it. Ready? I run in the door before he starts counting. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? (laughs) What's going on? You all run in. You see Mogert squatted down there with this. Wolf creature wearing Kjorg's clothes. I, I don't know. He he woke up and and then turned into this. And she's still just holding his face in her hands. Just like lean down she there. She probably like turns it towards him. And then turns it back and looks <laughs> He looked at, it at again. me like this. Look at his eyes. And she opens. No. Yeah. Big yellow eyes. Torgan has no idea. <laughs> what is. It? I don't think any of us really know. No. Wait, is. Is that Kjorg? No, y'all, y'all wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Well, you might, I mean, you might, might put it together. You might put now. it together. Yeah, but, but you didn't know. You didn't well, know. yeah, like, but well, I'm saying been, we would. Well, we've been expecting it. He, no, it's not like that. But he, you, would, you put it together. 
he woke up out of nowhere and just turned into this. He looks, he looks like Nero. Red. Uh, it's not red. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's pretty rad. I like it. It suits him. You are the worst. Honestly, he lost his way. He he lunged at me and then just passed out. Hmm. He was going to kill me. You are about to be the people's luncheon. <laughs> <laughs> the people's luncheon. <laughs> oh no. Do we see the symbol of Paylor still glowing on him? Or was that something that Mogert saw like for a flash? I mean, you come up and like check him out, like you look at him over. Yeah. Because I mean if you walk he, he's kinda laying on it, but if you walk up and touch him at all and, and, and investigate, you can see it's not like a like sunlight shining, but it's like a you can tell there's a radiance about it. Is is Kyorg a werewolf? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know what he is. <laughs> I think they're called lycanthropes. I don't know what he is, but it's not good. Someone grab me some ropes or some chains. We have to tie him up before he wakes up and she tries don't to say kill chains. us again. Yeah, we, that which was chained. That, that wasn't a long rest, was it? Don't make him chained. No, you were not long rested. You slept like two hours. Dang. Bring me something to tie him up. We need some shackles. I think I, I think I, I can find a trap or something around here. All right. Thank you, Torgan. So who's going looking for stuff and who's hanging back here? I'm staying with Kjorg. Torgan's looking. Torgan goes looking for some stuff. Okay. You can find some shackles and some chains. Like, you know, I mean, maybe not necessarily like shackles like you would expect, but chains easily and something you can easily work into makeshift shackles to kind of time down, time up, and hopefully protect yourselves from him if he were to wake up and still be hungry. Hungry. But in the meanwhile... York, you open your eyes. Hello, Paylor. In a very, very bright, white place. You're laying on your face like you just fell right on your face. And you kind of pick yourself up, shake your head. You feel, you feel much better than you did when you laid down earlier and when you were just with... And it's kind of like, it's a little fuzzy. Like, was that, was that just with Mogert? Like... Yogurt. Was, like you, you kind of remember feeling weird, <gasps> you know, and you kind of remember being very hungry and feeling sick. Anyway, you pick yourself up, you look around, and you immediately recognize this place. You see those endless white pillars beside you that go up and up into a ceiling that's impossibly high to see. I mean, you can't see it at all. Um, it is quiet, pristine, and you hear the sound of footsteps approaching. Who goes there? Turn around and you see someone walking towards you across a uh, golden rug, if you will, like a runner running across the floor right towards you. And it's a familiar figure. Uh, looks exactly like he did when you first met him as Zahn, except he's got, instead of that dark black with silver mixed in hair, he has like an orange golden hair on his head and beard. You completely recognize him as Paylor, the god of the sun. Paylor, what it? What a surprise! Looking good. Looking good. <laughs> Looking good. <laughs> Hello, Q. How are you? Um, 
I'm not sure. Not sure? Yeah. And why do you say that? I was just feeling pretty sick, I think. And very hungry. Hmm. And very sick and exhausted. And then I wake, woke up here. Well, Kjorg, um, first of all, it's, it's good to see you. I know it's been quite some time. Good to see you too. And I have to say, you've been doing some great work. You've been doing some great work as my champion. Of course. The best. I'm sorry if I haven't had the time to check in. Uh, I've wanted to, but as you, I'm sure, have heard, there is a lot going on with the passing of my dear sister. Did I know about that? Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about it. Oh, okay. I know about that. You don't know everything, but you've heard. You know, Tonya's dead. Sorry for your loss. I could have saved her if I had been there. You see a look of, of pain sort of cross his face for just a moment. Thank you, Kjord. I... Rest assured, I, I, I don't know... Uh, I don't know if there would have been anything that you could have done. I don't know what you've heard, but it would seem there is another of our brethren, one that we did not know about, who has been around for a while, and it was he who slayed her. We need to take care of him. Why, yes, Kjord, we do, and, um... I'll challenge him. Well, your moment will come. In fact, I'll be counting on you to do just that. But, not yet. For now, I do need you to complete the task that I sent you for, to stop whatever they are planning in the kingdom of my brother, Gervetter. Have you seen anything yet? I, I need your help. Oh? Yes. I need to speak to Kilmont, the Unforgiving. He, uh, he kind of gets a little bit of a serious look on his face. York, I would not recommend that you do that. Well, you may not recommend it, but that is what must be done. Why? Because that is what must be done. Kjord. You he would tell the story of what happened with the that woman and with the king. I see. Kjord, uh, Kilmont has lost his way. He has gone completely mad. If you do find him, he could kill you. Are you sure about that? <laughs> well, I know that you have some strength that I have given you, and I see that you've been using it. I haven't been able to witness everything that you've done. I, I've been stretched a bit thin, you could say. Like not enough butter over too much bread. In, in a way. Uh, why don't you roll me an insight check, Kjord? That is a natural one. Oh. Seems totally, totally fine. <laughs> I mean, he's Paylor. He's fine. You know everything. He tells you everything. Come on, you're Paylor. I mean, you're good. Yes, yes, of course. Anyhow, I, that's, I, I brought you here for a specific reason. How much do you remember about what just happened? Um... I don't remember that much other than being very hungry and 
very sick and hot and itchy. Well, Kjord, this being that you've mentioned, this uh, Nero, I know him, or at least I know of him. He is... Well, I don't really know what, how to tell you what he is. He is something different. He is not a god, but he is, he is also not a mortal. And it would appear that in your challenge against him, you have been infected with, well, it is like a disease, really. Mm. And it has changed you. And it will continue to do so. Especially as you get ever closer to the winter solstice and the full moon. You've become a werewolf, York. Mm. What's that? You will occasionally turn into a wolf. Oh, so I'm like Nero. Yes, like he did. This wolf-like being and... There are werewolves that wander the darkness on Manumi, monsters, beasts who've been infected with something like that. But what you have been infected with is much more potent and much more powerful. In fact, many of the spells that clerics and such might use to purify such a curse would fail completely against something as powerful as this. Because it comes right from the source. But I can cleanse you of it. I can burn it out of you. That's exactly what I'm going to do. But I thought it was very powerful. Well, it is very powerful, but so am I. But I mean, couldn't it be used if it's very powerful? <laughs> used in what way? As power. <laughs> sure, you're, you're talking about something that is purely chaotic. It is it is practically impossible to control. Have you never heard of the alignment chaotic good? Please. <laughs> <laughs> He's cracked himself up with that one. Yes. Is that Kjorg's alignment? <laughs> I don't know. It probably. Is now. Even Nero himself, from your own testimony, struggled to control himself when he was in that state. Do you really think that you can? I thought that's why I was your champion and you were here for me. Okay, well, give me uh, give me a persuasion <laughs> check, Kjorg. Kjorg, look, he looks very sad and his he has a little a little tear in his eye. Puppy dog eyes. <laughs> and his lip is sticking out just a little bit. Your charisma's not. He's good. rocking the werewolf eyes. Uh, that is a non plus. I don't know what plus my... uh, plus one for persuasion. Ten. Jorg, listen. I'm not going to do this without your permission. But let me let me make myself very clear to you. If you were to lose control. For just one minute, you would likely infect and possibly seriously hurt or even kill your most precious loved ones. Imagine for a moment that you are back home in the dry lands with baby Misk and such a hunger as you just experienced were to come over you. Do you really think that you could control it in that moment? 
So you're saying there's not a chance? No, I'm, I'm not saying that. There's a chance. You could control it. But the cost is awfully great if you don't. And you couldn't help me control it? To be honest, Kyorg, I expect that the reason it took you so long to succumb was because of the help that I have given you. I also expect that it was due to your great exhaustion and weakness after a day such as you had today that made you so susceptible to failing to control it. Tonight, you almost hurt your own friend. And that's why I stopped you. That's why I brought you here. To cleanse you of this. But, if you think you can control it for a time, I will let you try. But if I see you lose control for one moment, I'm going to burn it out of you. We have a deal? That sounds fair. Now, I can't watch you all the time, Kira. If you feel yourself losing control, please cry out to me. I will watch you when I can, but there are times when... It's, it's, it's as I said, I'm, I'm stretched a bit thin. Do you think this power could help me against Kilmont if I have to face him? Possibly, but Kilmont is one of the Draken Kelly, and he is quite powerful. Jorg, if you can, just try your best to speak with him. Yes, I am a great speaker. Let your friends help you. <laughs> if you can, by some chance, reach Kilmont and bring him back from the, the tide of madness, then he could be a great help to you in your mission. So, so you're saying you can't help with that? Help in what way? Like, take me to him, help convince him. Have you even spoke to him? If I were to go to Kilmont, he would not receive it. Let me just say it like that. Well, then I'll just have to do it myself. I could send you to him, yes. I could shorten your journey, but... That'd be, that'd be good. We're on a limited time schedule here. I would have to find him first. I do not, mm. I do not know where he is. So I will, I will search for him, and if I find him, I will, I will let you know. But, as I said, I am stretched a bit thin. Well, don't stretch too much. I will try. We don't want you becoming a ballerina. Thank you. <laughs> the forces of darkness are moving, Jordan. Be as swift as you can. I'm going to send you back. All right. You will revert back to your normal form tonight. You're not ready to face this. When will I be ready? I don't know that you ever will be cured, but certainly not. Tomorrow. I don't know when it's going to come upon you once more, and I don't know when you're going to be ready. If you feel yourself losing control, please, Kjorg, please. Pray to me. I will come to you. How can I use the power if it's only losing control? When it comes upon you, you just have to keep your mind, Kjorg. If you can keep your mind, you can control it, just as Nero did. Well, I'm going to keep it. 
We'll see. He walks over. He stretches a hand forward to shake your hand. I shake his hand. You'll find that my gift will also take some time to more or less recharge, but just this once, I think, I can reset it for you. Ooh, that'd be nice. And you open your eyes. What do I see? (laughs) Margaret's standing at the ready. Chained up on the ground? Is he chained up on the ground? Yep. Yep. You ever seen that scene in Avengers where Loki comes up and all the Avengers are standing in front of him, like, getting ready to stab him? Yeah, that's what you see. So... uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's us. Is it? (laughs) Y'all got weapons pointed at him, chained on the floor. What's Mogert doing? Standing over him, you said? Mogert's standing near him. I don't think she has her weapon out. Chris got one of his stones at the ready. I'm holding, like, three... (laughs) (laughs) Torgan's got his hand axe Torgan's got two hand axes I got a bow pointed at him (laughs) Two hand axes Fjord, you look up and all your friends are staying around you with weapons Except for Mogert Mogert's looking down concernedly What's this all about? Your fur's gone Who captured me? It was my idea I'm glad that you all are protecting me from where Now just release me since you have saved me from But who attacked us that captured me? Kjorgi you attacked me. Okay, yeah, I did. We do don't have that. time for this, werewolf. <laughs> I saw you. Kyorgi. <laughs> Clear and give me the dagger. Kyorgi. I don't have it. <laughs> I give it away. Yeah, all y'all's daggers are out of y'all's bags. Y'all give daggers every time you yeah. see somebody. Here you go. You want a dagger? That's true. You get a dagger. You throw them into the audience and you oh, kill no. everybody. You get a dagger. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if you reach under your chair right now. All right. Okay. 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 Uh, your neighbor's finger. What time is it? Well, they're all kind of on the edge. Mogert's not on the edge. She's dealt with dogs before, <laughs> and had to deal with oh. rough dogs. Anyways, Kyorgi, what is going on? Um, I think I'm kind of like a werewolf now. Really? You don't say. <laughs> A, a, a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. I trust him. Untie him. <laughs> now, wait yeah. a second. Seems legit. Kyorgi, you what? tried to attack me, and you did not seem like yourself. I was just hungry. What if you get hungry again? Make sure there's food. I, I'll eat. How about we leave you tied for tonight? I'll watch you. Torgan will take second watch, and I'll take a rest. But you're going to say chain tonight. Okay. Uh, Sometimes when a dog is bad, you have to chain it up for at least a night. That's right. Did you just call me a dog? Technically, you are a dog right now. That's pretty No. Holy crap. A wolf. I'm fine with remaining chained for the night if it will ease your minds. I just spoke to Paylor, and he said he's going to help find Kilmont for us. Paylor? And, yeah. This guy's crazy. And he didn't, and he didn't you protect. You heard of him? <laughs> I've, I've heard of him. Dorgan, this guy's crazy. How did you talk to Paylor? Did you, did, I mean, did I not tell you? Uh, the symbol on your chest was glowing. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> 
So Paylord, I am Paylord's champion. So Paylord didn't heal you of this werewolf. Also known as the People's Champion. Well, Captain of the Champion Team. Oh my gosh. Hey, let's not get too hasty. <laughs> the Champion Team. Well, you're staying chained, and I'm going to bed. Torgan, you can watch him. If he moves, wake me up. I will. If he if he turns into a werewolf again, wake me up. <laughs> I'll do it. Chris, do not unchain him. If you I do, will not I will not touch I will not touch the dog. Thank you. Do not worry. What is chained George, will stay which chained. Which chained will be unleashed. If these <laughs> chains are unleashed no, I'm just uh, So Mogert's gonna go rest. Mogert goes to to nap nap. Torgan finds a collar and a leash. I'm just okay, you no. <laughs> Chris, you and uh Claren. You said Mogert was asleep. She's going to lay down, yeah. I'm going to kind of go lay down in one of the bunks. I'm not going to go to bed, and I'm going to wait till she falls asleep. George, like, takes his foot and scratches his ear. <laughs> For sure. Like, are you sleeping in the kitchen or in the... But just you're not wait. a wolf like, right she now. She would just lay down in like, the yeah, room. She's in there with him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Paul missed it. Okay, I'm still just going to go wait in the bunk until I think she's asleep. Okay, what for? I'm going to try to convince Torgan to go to bed. Why? <laughs> to untie Kjorg. Oh my goodness, don't do this. <laughs> it's too late. Don't do this. It's too Kjorg late. Kjorg agreed to stay chained. And Torgan would tell him. He said, I will stay exactly. chained. Leave me, uh, leave me chained. <laughs> yeah, but that's no fun. I know he doesn't want to. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to sleep anyway. Because Kjorg is exhausted. We need to sleep. We got to get rested up. So let's just sleep. Okay. Okay. Claren, you go y'all to sleep. Y'all are lame. Whatever. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chris, you can come in here and talk to Court to Torgan if you want to. You do what your character would no, do. I'm not going to tell you that you can't. Yeah. You do what your no, character would fine. do. No, it's fine. No. No. Is everybody going I, to bed then? Is everybody going to bed? Is that I, what's happening? Yes. Torgan's keeping watch. Except for Torgan, of course. Well, let's pass the day along. It's been a long day. It's and it's, uh, it's it has. the middle of the night. And now it's the middle of the night. It's, uh, I, um, this has been a long. Torgan, do you talk to Kjorg at all or anything before he goes to sleep? Torgan would just be frustrated at um, Durin Shattershield for sending him mm. with uh, these loons Crazy and this people. werewolf. Uh, and he's just going to sit down and <laughs> shake his head. He's going to have some strong words for Durand when he gets back. Yeah. Um, okay, you all go to sleep except Torgan. Torgan, do you get someone else for a watch at any point? I'm okay now. I mean, Torgan, Torgan's doing great. He'll probably just stay up with his okay. watch. You, uh, you know, you pass through the rest of the night. Georg does not turn back into a werewolf. Uh, the sun doesn't rise in here. So you all get a pretty good long rest. Okay. And finally, uh, you all wake. Come back in there, Kjorg. You're awake, laying on the ground, wrapped in chains, feeling kind of rough, but also a lot better, you know? Uh, maybe a little bit weak from, like, you just, almost like you just got over a virus or something. But um, you're okay, you know? Fully rested. You can all press that long rest button. Woo! It's about time. Yeah. Get your long rest in there. And you all come in there. Do you cut Kjorg loose? Yeah, Mogert goes over to Kjorg and uh -huh. 
She grabs a piece of uh, jerky. Okay. And puts it up next to his nose. I don't know if he's awake or not. Uh, we can we can say that you get in there before he wakes up if you're wanting to do that. So she just puts a piece of jerky like in front of his nose so he can smell it and sees what happens. You immediately wake up to the smell of jerky. It's I'm eating it before my eyes open. Yeah, it smells. <laughs> I mean, you did it is delicious, and you do want that. You do want to eat it. And then I, after I eat it, I say, "Is someone gonna let me out of these chains now?" He doesn't turn into a werewolf or start growling or sweating. His heartbeat doesn't increase or anything like that. He just really likes that jerky. Mm -hmm. I was just testing you. And so she will take the chains off. She'll look at Torgan. When she starts leaning down, I go, ah! <laughs> she doesn't jump. She's got a heart to stew. <laughs> <laughs> um, she undoes your chains and stuff. Torgan just drop kicks him in the face. <laughs> 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 Are you sure you want to do that, Mogert? Honestly, I'm not sure. You trust him? I do trust him. And I guess we'll trust Paylor to watch. You think he actually spoke to Paylor? I guess he does have that symbol. He says he's Paylor's champion, so... George just sitting there listening to us talk about him. <laughs> yep. Torgan also hasn't seen him bust out two extra arms, so... Um, but... Yes, I did talk to him. And he did say, if I was about to lose control, he could take care of it. Okay. I have seen him do wondrous things in the name of Paylor. Okay. You know he's got a set of arms that it's like another two pockets. We tried to put things in his hands and they like, it's, and she's like motioning kind of what they do, but she looks like a crazy person. Um, I, was, I was about to say that, uh. <laughs> Sounds like you have a level head and I can trust you, but, uh, you know, we'll just move on. <laughs> so, like, while they're talking, I'll just barge to the door and be like, So, anybody wake the dog up yet? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> yeah, he, he's loose now. Don't make him angry. It, I was, <laughs> Jump at me, You, don't, you don't want to see me when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> it actually looked pretty cool. Glad you're back, Kjord. There, there, Kyorgi, and she runs over and, like, scratches him behind his ear. <laughs> Does he do anything? Oh, no. Yeah, his leg starts doing that weird pumping dog thing. That's a good boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Want to play fetch? <laughs> well, I guess we should be making our way, then. Downtown? Making our way, making our way downtown. Fast. Faces past, and we're homebound. Okay. Uh, you all come outside of the bunker. You've got your things. And Torgan, you begin to lead them uh, toward the north end of this mining outpost down the long hall toward the exit. And that's where we're going to have to end this week's episode. Already? Uh, wow. So, uh, Kjorg is a werewolf. Ow! Yeet. For now. Nope. He's going to be one from now on. Thank you for listening. Hopefully Kjorg doesn't kill anybody. Uh, that he's not supposed to, or whatever, I guess. I <laughs> uh, hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, let us know. Uh, we look forward to what comes next. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, George Bark is worse than his bite. Please. Please. It's not. Please. <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Bye. I'm Felicia, and I play Mogert Stonefire. <laughs>
Mogert. That wasn't very enthusiastic. What happened? I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. What? He wasn't talking to you, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> talking to Felicia. Know, All right, re- who's next? Re- redo it one more time. <laughs> well, don't stretch too much. I will try. We don't want you becoming a ballerina. Thank you. <laughs> the forces of darkness are moving, Kjork. Be as swift as you can. A swiftly awesome pachyderm. Hey, Lord, doing a pirouette. <laughs> Curtsy. 